Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. This podcast episode is only available to the patrons. Thank you for being a patron of the next English podcast. Everybody, my name is Zdenek, and you're listening to Zdenek's English Podcast, and this is Zdenek's English Podcast live show. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much for showing up today. And I've got a really special guests here today. I say guests, which is not normal here. You see, normally I just ha I, I have just one guest, but I decided it wasn't enough, so I invited two guests today. <laughs> uh, technically, this show actually allows up to eight people talking at the same time but that's that seems too crazy uh, it wouldn't be feasible but anyway how how is everybody doing how is everyone doing are you guys okay how has your weekend been so far all good just waiting for some responses <laughs> otherwise i'm going to proceed to introducing my guests I, at this point, I would normally talk about football a bit, but as an Arsenal fan, there's nothing to talk about today after the North London derby. So I'm going to just uh, skip over that and uh, let's move on to introducing my guests. So um, they are both English native speakers and also English teachers, so fellow English teachers, but they were not born in the same country. One of them was born and raised in Australia and the other one in the UK. Um, but what do they actually have in common? Well, it's the passion for traveling and experiencing different cultures all around the world, the passion for learning languages and getting to know different uh, people. And they also are behind one podcast, which is coincidentally, I don't think it's much of a coincidence, but <laughs> the, the podcast is about traveling and um, they share their cultural experiences there and invite interesting guests as well. Um, so um, the podcast is called You Don't Say. Now, I'm not sure whether I should pronounce it with a rising intonation because uh, there is a question mark and an exclamation mark in the name of the podcast, actually. You Don't Say, question mark, exclamation mark. And as a matter of fact, guys, I have recently appeared in one of... Um, uh, in one of their country spotlight episodes to talk about the Czech Republic, which is the country I come from. Uh, so my today's guests are two online friends, actually, who have never met in person, which is quite fascinating, if you ask me. And um, however, they share the same passion, as I said, traveling and multiculturalism. Their names are Audrey. Audrey is from... Um, Audrey is from Australia, and uh, she's also known for English on the Run, which is, I think, her brand. And Abigail, um, we, we can also call her Abby. She is from Confident English with Abigail, and uh, she, I believe, is from the UK. So now is the time to invite you onto the show, Abby and Audrey. So if you could call in and let's have a nice chat here. So I'm clicking connect. Hello, guys. How are you? Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? We are. We're, we're well. <laughs> are, you nice speaking for, are you speaking for Abby as well? No? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, because we were talking before and we're really excited about <laughs> being on, on the show tonight. So and we've I'm excited. talking before. <laughs> and I'm excited to have you here, but it's going to be a little bit of back baptism of fire for me as well, because it's <laughs> yeah. two people I'm talking to at the same time. So, you know, <laughs> it might be interesting. Well, um, let's give it a go. Yeah, let's give it a go and see where it takes us. 
So just to set the scene a little bit, yeah. So Audrey, she's from Australia, but at the moment she's based in Spain, as far as I know. Whereas yep. Abby um, was born in England and is still in England. If I'm still not still in England, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear, just to clarify that. Uh, specifically, you're from Manchester, right? I am, yeah. So you're Man- Mancunian. I am, I am, but I don't. I- People say that I don't have a strong Mancunian accent, though. Def- definitely not now, because I, I know you might be two personas, as in you are an English teacher, so you might mm. be speaking differently here and then differently back back home with your friends, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> right. So you both have experiences living in foreign countries and learning foreign languages, and I'd like to talk about this a bit in more detail later. Uh, but just for a bit of a context, what places have you lived in and what languages have you learned? So let's start with Audrey. Okay, so I've lived, I lived in um, Italy for 10 years. Mm. And let's say Italian was my first language um, properly learning as a second language because it, in high school in Australia, language learning is not really taken that seriously and we kind of, I guess, living so far away from lots of other countries, you don't sort of think about learning other languages so much. So um, I actually, when I moved to Italy, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn Italian. So that was one of my goals. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I lived there 10 years, so I was lucky to, a, to develop a good fluency at the end. And I still speak a lot of Italian now. And then, yeah, after 10 years there, I moved to Mallorca in Spain. And um, I knew a bit of Spanish before that. I'd been studying it before. And I am studying still a bit of Spanish, but I'm also attempting to study some Catalan, which is also spoken in Mallorca. So not just Catalonia, also the islands of the Balearic Islands, they speak a form of Catalan. So, yeah. So this will be, yeah, I'm... the beginning of a third language, yeah. <laughs> nice one. Well, a decade in Italy. And I believe it's not a secret if we tell our listeners that you're also, you also happen to be married to an Italian man, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly. I learned that, <laughs> I learned that say, from your podcast, what, actually. So. What's, this, what's an Australian doing so long in Italy? It's like, oh, must be romantically. <laughs> <laughs> must be romantically involved. Well, I learned yeah. this from your podcast, you see. Uh, but now you're living in Spain. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. And what about Abby? Um, so I've lived in quite a few countries for different reasons. So the first country that I lived in was actually Italy. I went there for university for um, a year to do an Erasmus year mm-hmm. um, because I was studying Italian and Spanish at university. And then after I graduated from university, I went to Spain to Barcelona for a year to work as an English teacher. So that was way back, (laughs) way back in 2007, if I'm right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, long time ago. Um, And more recently, I've actually lived in China for two years. Wow. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. So, So obviously, I would like to pick your brain about all these places, and we would definitely do that. But first... I think we need to introduce um, your podcast to my listeners. So um, you are two fellow English teachers, but you also happen to have an English learning podcast. So we could say that you're also fellow English teacher, English teachers podcasters, because <laughs> <laughs> I do exactly the same. So and I, I suppose that's how we know each other, because as I said, I have been on your podcast before. And so I guess uh, you're just returning the favor now. <laughs> um, so why don't you? Uh, tell our listeners a bit more about your podcast you don't say Abby? i'll let you go first i'll let you start ordering <laughs> and then i'll chip in <laughs> all right okay well we um we met last year um through a sort of english um teachers kind of event and we got talking about podcasts and we discovered we both had um a passion for listening to them but what we both agreed on was that actually in the English, um, sort of when you Google English podcasts, there aren't that many that let you just naturally listen to English conversation. Um, hmm. 
you know that a lot of them want to teach you something, which is perfectly fine. Right. But I noticed a lot of the time my students just needed to listen, you know, in the car, listening to conversation, yeah. becoming more familiar with native speakers because sometimes it's so intimidating to watch a film or TV. Um, they kind of get lost in it. And I thought, well, you know, like how many other podcasts are there we could listen to not too difficult English conversation, I mean, right. but at the same time, natural. Something so authentic, we, as we call it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we don't edit the way we speak. We have lots of ums, are uh, like, mm -hmm. you know, kind of conversation going yeah. on. But on the other hand, we, we have a shared love exactly for different cultures. We, we, we quite easily agreed on what, what it would be about. So we wanted to talk about traveling and cultures mm -hmm. and just things, you know, that can be interesting to talk about with many of our students as well. Yeah. A, a bit we wanted to give the feeling of like, you know, sitting around with a few friends, having a laugh about things in life. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's and I agree yeah. there are never enough podcasts like these, uh, authentic podcasts. And definitely, I also agree that there are a lot of podcasts who sort of just teach you some grammar or uh, vocabulary, and it, it's not really authentic at all. Sometimes it's even a bit patronizing because they, you know, yeah. this is this is more natural. And it, like it, this. Exa <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, you know you are there in the position of a student or a learner, whereas listening mm. to your podcast, I really feel like I'm sort of part of that conversation almost. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. yeah, a bit like tonight as well. It's nice, isn't it? A bit more natural. Yeah. It's spontaneous <laughs> as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a lot of fun. We, you know, we set aside some time. We just set up Zoom and have a chat about the topic. We, you know, we agree on a few things we're going to talk about and it's, it's very natural. So, yeah, and lots of fun. Yep. We enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I can confirm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's re really fun listening to uh, You Don't Say podcast. So, so. <laughs> about the name so it's a bit it's a bit strange like when i saw it first time when i was trying to google it it actually it actually didn't show up when uh, so what i have to do, what i had to do was to make sure that i really uh, enter the question mark and the exclamation mark in the end so why that <laughs> i think we had a lot of um, we had four different names in mind mm. and um you don't say I think we came up with that idea of when like someone say something to you in English and it's mm. like, you can't believe it. It's a little bit shocking. <laughs> so then you go, you don't say. Um, and that was that was the one that um, our followers on Instagram voted as their favorite. So we went, right. you don't say. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so definitely an inter interesting name. Yeah. Just, I just, we just need to, we just need to really, um, it's a bit of heads up to listeners, but when yeah, you're Googling, for Googling sure. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the question mark, the exclamation mark, otherwise you might struggle mm. a bit, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, so where can, where can yeah. my listeners find you? Are you in on Google, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the usual places? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. so you can find us on, yeah, Apple, Google, Spotify, you can find us on Pocket Cast. Breakup. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even yeah, there myself. Sure. Everywhere. Yeah. You're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Literally <Thanks>. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to using Anchor because they we we set it up with Anchor and they just they do the rest of the work. So we've mm. been lucky with that. Yeah. Cool. Is there some sort of Instagram page or a Facebook? Facebook yeah, page or, we, yep. so we have a Instagram account. I can drop it in the chat afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and we also have a Facebook group um, where we, mm -hmm. I think we have just over 100 members and we just discuss different things from the show. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes we go live in there and it's just a nice community to discuss the topics that have come up in the past. So yeah, I can drop those in the chat. Okay, later. nice one. Lovely. So what sort of episodes do you do on your podcast? Who is your target audience? So I suppose English learners, as we have established, yeah? So I think at the moment we're particularly focused on people that do want to improve their English, but they also have a real love for travel and for different cultures. Um, and people that are intermediate level and above, I mean, it can be a little bit challenging for intermediate learners, but with time they get used to it and they start to notice that they're picking up a lot of vocabulary and using it in their daily conversations. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I, like when I listened to your uh, podcast, I was obviously as an English teacher, I was trying to sort of assess it from the point mm. of view of the learners. And I thought, yeah, intermediate students, B1, B1 level students should, should, you know, should be fine with this. And I think you, you speak at a reasonable pace and it's, you speak clearly and it's easy to listen yeah, to. So I think, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, you definitely, I mean, people might get a bit scared because I'm Australian. So, but I promise <laughs> my accent is not that bad. <laughs> so, no, And also with not. Abby being from Manchester also can be a little bit <laughs> different, but, um, you know, it's, it's good practice. I mean, it's not too, I don't think we've got really strong accents, but, you know, you do yeah. notice it's not classic Queen's British. So, you know, it makes it fun. Yeah, then it's of kind course of we RP, have our special but... guests who bring on different accents as well. So, yeah, lots of different, different. Uh, we had just had a, a recently a guest who's American, so that was really good to you know to keep it different as well. So, yeah, I think it's very important to keep it varied, even for the learners, because then they are exposed to um, numerous accents, and that's fantastic for their English. It's going to really, I don't know if you say this expression to bend bend their ears, so to speak, you know. <laughs> Can I really help them? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, okay. So let's move on to talking about your travels, if you don't mind. So I'm quite excited to find out more about you. I'm sure our listeners will also come along for a ride. Uh, listeners, just, just a reminder, uh, you can mm, prepare some questions for Abby and um, Audrey. And it would be fantastic if you asked these questions at the end of the show as well. So um, tell us more about the countries you've lived in. So, uh, so Audrey mentioned Italy and now Spain, right? And mm -hmm. Abi, Abi, you have also lived in Italy, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and, and, and in China. Did I forget and about Spain? And, and Spain, Spain as well. And Spain, I did forget. <laughs> all right. So how different was the experience then? living in all these countries and also comparing it to, to the, the, the country of your origin? I think for me, um, every time that I've moved abroad and lived abroad, um, I've been at like a different stage in my life. And when I first went to Italy, it was really tough for me because it was my first time living away from home, um, having to deal with like a newer language that I'd only started learning for two years. Um, if I can yeah if I compare that to like when I went to China it was so much easier for me mm -hmm. um I think I'd say like the main differences were when I originally went to Italy I was surrounded by a lot of international students um and actually didn't get to meet that many locals come to think of it but then mm. when I went to China because I was working in a language school where half the members of staff were native English speakers and the other half were local Chinese staff I was a lot more integrated into the culture um, I see. yeah which was really really cool um it left quite a mark on me mm-hmm which is a very nice expression if something yeah. leaves a mark on you it's yeah <laughs> um how how would we how would we trend, how would we describe that expression it it sort of it has influenced you in a certain way yeah yeah, sort of yeah exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and it's actually quite interesting because you see for me i'm from europe as you are so i would expect that china is more exotic and might be more difficult but i i, I guess what you said is true that it actually matters like at what stage in your life you you go abroad and how experienced yeah. you are because that 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 can make a huge difference so nice um what about you audrey mm, i realized i forgot uh, uh, one experience of living abroad as well <laughs> many <laughs> perhaps it's meant to be so forgotten long. you know <laughs> yeah no so long many years ago um i actually lived in just just for three months but in tokyo but just when yeah ah, when abigail was talking about china yeah yeah mm -hmm. just just tokyo for work but three months but it was yeah probably as as abby says like it left a mark on me because it was such a different experience right you know? right so I didn't speak a word of Japanese mm, I, I, mm. I was kind of thrown there for work very quickly I did and was told to go there for two weeks 
and ended up staying for three months. So it was really mm-hmm. crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, ama- but amazing as well at the same time because I learned so, so much about the, the culture. It was challenging, of course, because we were trying to work with the culture, which was, you know, I had to learn a lot about how, I guess, we were a group, of, a team of, you know, sort of more Australians, Americans trying to work with, the Japanese mm. culture, trying to find sort of a middle ground between right. the two cultures. And, yeah, it was really, really fascinating. So that was my first, yeah, experience. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah, but I, I, I always knew after, I guess, after that, and I wanted to properly live in a country for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, be, being in Australia, you you're always kind of remote from other countries. And you, if you, every time you travel, you have to take a long flight. Yeah. You may go for a maximum of a month and then back again. And mm. um, you can't sort of go for short weekends no. to you know, foreign countries. So, yeah, that was, it was kind of, I guess, on my bucket list of things to do in my life was mm-hmm. go and live in, in a country, maybe do a year, just have that experience and, and I chose Italy for that, yeah. All right. Well, a, a nice expression to use, by the way. It was on your bucket list, which is a list yeah. of things that you want to do before you kick the bucket, which means to die, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love this. This is one of my favorite expressions, actually. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. but it was. It's definitely something. I'm like, I've got to do mm. this. Yeah, I really, so nice. I, you know, I don't, I'm not so big on having a bucket list, but this definitely was a thing to do yeah now that that one is ticked off your bucket list now absolutely yeah which is which is great and what about spain then how how is it different now from from living in italy i assume it's not that different right it's still a european country and not too far away from there no exactly probably um the difference maybe also yeah like it was it was a pleasant surprise i think i always we always found the Spanish to be more relaxed than Italians generally. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think of Italians as being quite relaxed, sort of the Mediterranean lifestyle. Mm. But I find the Spanish even more relaxed um, socially, which is great. Yeah. Um, a lot of people talk to us about the people from Mallorca saying, oh, you know, they're quite closed and not so friendly. But, I mean, to be honest, I didn't have that experience at all. Uh-huh. Um, and I maybe was going to, this was the only probably concern was trying to understand how important the local language, um, Catalan was as opposed to, to Spanish because I spoke Spanish, but I hmm. didn't speak the local language and my children were going to go to a public school, which would be in, in, in Catalan and, and it sort of all felt kind of like a, st- a strange Oh, how will it be if my children are studying a language that I don't actually know? And but you know, slowly, slowly, we're getting used to and being familiar with that language as well. So nice. Um, it's been nice, yeah. So, no, I really, <laughs> so, I really like. I like Spain. It's a great place to live. Nice. Yeah. And I need to ask Abby now because she has also lived in Spain. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do, do you identify with this as well? Like, did did you have the same same kind of experience as Audrey? In terms of like how people were um yeah towards yeah, yeah, me yeah. yeah definitely in spain i always find that people are really really warm and friendly especially if you try and speak the language mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that really which really you, helps which you did <laughs> i suppose yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay nice so have you so did you always make the uh, conscious effort to learn the the, the, um, like the target language let's say the language of the country you went to or in some cases, did you get by with English or you didn't feel like learning the language? How was it for you? Abby, we can start with you. Um, yeah. So when I when I moved out to Spain and to Italy, I already like spoke the language reasonably well. But when I moved to China, I literally got my job offer like two yeah. weeks before I had to go. And I was like, <laughs> okay, there's no time to learn Chinese. And I just remember arriving and being left at my hotel by the school I was going to work for and being told oh well you can go out and get noodles or rice or whatever (laughs) for your lunch and I 
it was a really Chinese neighborhood. There was yeah. no expats around there. And I walked into um, like a little noodle shop <laughs> and um, everything on the menu was written in Chinese characters. And I was like, okay, definitely I'm going to have to make a conscious effort to learn the language. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, sounds like me in Japan. <laughs> thank, well, thank goodness yeah. they have the photos or the, you know, those yeah. plastic models of the food yeah. there so I could just do a lot of pointing so yeah, yeah at least I had some visual cues but yeah lots of fun well, but yeah well well I guess these days if we went to um, an Asian country like like these we would probably use one of those smart apps which oh, would just yeah. tr translate what we say it would yeah. translate it directly into the mm. target language and Bob's your uncle you know so <laughs> yeah true true yeah, we, that, that was the days before. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it must have been much, still, much harder yeah. back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. true. And also, yeah, I imagine but, that now in Spain or in Japan, they, they probably speak much better English as well. I mean, they must have come a long way since then. Yeah, I assume. No, definitely. Like, I mean, to be honest, when I was in Italy, most people, when I tended to try to speak Italian at the beginning, which was, you know, I had a basic Italian, people would often switch to English, you know, probably mm. just to help help me out and, and also to show off their own English skills. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. um, it, it, gets, it can be a bit frustrating. Like if you go to particularly touristic areas, you try to speak the local languages and they respond to you in English. You're like, no, come on, i got to practice, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, it's the only downside of being an English teacher is that you spend a lot of time yeah. in the English mm. language. So sometimes you have to really make an effort to, <laughs> to practice. And I, I say my Italian was in the first year was pretty rough. Um, and actually in the second year when I sort of made more of an effort, the biggest um, thing, the one that made the difference was I did a language exchange like a really mm -hmm. like we, I met proper. with a guy yeah, yeah proper you know like every Monday every Friday we did an mm -hmm. hour of English an hour of Italian and just getting that speaking happening because there was mm -hmm. you know if you, once you start speaking the language comes alive I don't know it's, absolutely it's yeah. so important mm -hmm. yeah totally like this, it's about making a connection did, yeah. did this guy by any chance become it turned out to be your husband in the end, or no, is it someone else? No, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. <laughs> but, but that's how I did meet my husband as well. So, ah, okay. Yeah, kind of, kind of through, it's actually through couch surfing. I don't know if you know couch surfing. Couch surfing, yeah. No, yeah, so, and he contacted me through couch surfing and said, oh, you know, do you want to have catch up for a drink i'm trying to practice my english mm. so yeah What's english in quotation marks yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah exactly it's a classic no uh, yeah, get yeah. an english speaking girlfriend and all your problems <laughs> so yeah okay so if anybody's looking for a wife or husband and you want also want to practice english in the process well don't hesitate and follow um, audrey's footsteps <laughs> <laughs> highly successful method yeah it's Definitely a way to do it, and I think it's a yeah. very good way, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, are you? Would you say that you are now kind of settled down in the countries that you are in, or do you plan on going somewhere else in the future? Um, we can start with uh, Abi. Um. So I guess at the moment, I don't. I wouldn't have any plans to move abroad again. Um, because I feel like I've done it so many times now that like I don't know I've done it enough but I would <laughs> I would love to travel abroad um, because I work remotely it would be really nice to travel abroad for maybe like a couple of months um, and mm. live in different countries be able to still keep working but to enjoy living for a short time in another country um, right yeah I know that South Korea is definitely on my list of countries <laughs> Not we not the North Korea then. On, on, no. on Barbados as well. We like. Oh yeah. Barbados. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they've got the we 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 did just um, recorded an episode. It's coming out soon on Barbados, and ah. um, and also they've got like a one year 
uh, visa, working visa for, for remote workers this year. So I see. We're talking about that. So, who knows? so remote worker, does that mean that you're going to be working online there pretty much? That you're going to be living yeah. there, but you won't be employed by anybody in that country? But yeah, have, that's, the, yeah, okay. that's what the, yeah, this, they've announced this visa because of the, I see. Of the I pandemic. See. Yeah, that yeah. people could, could go in and stay there and not take obviously jobs from from people in Barbados, but actually just create a little bit for the economy there. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to probably make a fool of myself as I normally do on this podcast, but is, is, Bar <laughs> is Barbados somewhere in the Caribbean or is, where is it? Yeah, yeah okay. Caribbean. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a relief. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was a wild bad. guess, by the way. So. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. So, okay. so yeah, for no. anybody who's, who'd love to work remotely, apparently it's now is the time to do it. So yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, me, I'm probably yeah. settled. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like a bit like Abby. Sometimes you get that temptation, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to spend a couple <laughs> of months somewhere as an experience? Um, and I think that's what we do with our country profile episodes we sort of like imagine like oh if we're going to work somewhere maybe for a while or stay somewhere for a while would would this be a good country to do it so mm -hmm. there's a little bit of motivation behind that right um, but yeah I don't know I really like so, Spain so, so is this really it for you and I, I would I, I want to be really funny I'm gonna, you don't say, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> what, what, what should be the intonation can you help me out with the intonation how, how, how should I say it Correctly. For me, I would say, oh, you don't say. Ah, okay. A bit like that. But I don't know. You I'd don't be say. Like so it's like yeah. a rice fall intonation, we call it. I think yeah, you don't but, say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, to show sort of like, yeah, surprise. Yeah. Disbelief. Amazement. You disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually learned um, while listening to some of your episodes that your family members uh, are also from interesting places and that um, your perhaps origins are also somewhere else. So could you tell us a bit more about that? Uh, yes, I'll start. So, um, so I was born in Manchester, but actually my both sides of my family are from Jamaica. So... Um, and the really funny thing is, my maternal grandmother was actually born in a part of Jamaica that is called Manchester, which is where she lives now in the UK. <laughs> what um, a coincidence. <laughs> I know, I know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did she actually move there because of that or what? Was it no, your mother? No. Was, was no. it your mother that moved there? <laughs> no, no. I think it was just just by chance that that's where um, they ended up. So my mum uh, came to the UK when she was 10 years old, if I'm correct. And my dad came when he was 14. And they have lived here ever since. Um, we still have a few family members back in Jamaica. Um, but yeah, um, pretty much everyone is here now in the UK or in um, America. Mm -hmm. Nice. This is really fascinating, like the, that coincidence. Because imagine, imagine you were about to move to another country, and you were hmm. you felt a bit, you felt a bit, you know, let's say, not completely scared, but yeah. you need to pluck up a little bit of courage. So you'd say, okay, okay, how do I make this easier for myself? Well, why don't I go to to a place which is called exactly the same as the one I, that I come from, <laughs> and that's going to make things easier for me, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, what about you, Audrey? Yeah, well, um, my mother, when she was, I think, 11, 12, um, her parents um, decided to, to migrate to Australia from Holland. They, my, my mother grew up in Amsterdam and mm -hmm. um, didn't speak a word of English and found <laughs> herself in Australia <laughs> as a migrant. Luckily, there were, she, she said there were a few other Dutch people at the beginning who were also mm -hmm. migrating. This was in the 60s when there was a big movement of migration to Australia. Um, Australia was promoting itself as a country for immigrants. We needed more workers. We wanted mm -hmm. to grow the population after World right. War II. Yeah. And um, we did, wanted to become a bigger country. So, 
Yeah. Um, my, 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 actually my grandfather had been to Australia before when he was a teenager um, mm-hmm. and quite fell in love with it, but his parents didn't like it. They mm. didn't, they, they missed Europe and they went back, but it always remained with him. And uh, so he migrated with his three children, including my, my mother. So, yeah, so I grew up actually hearing the Dutch language because my mother always spoke to her mum in mm. Dutch. Um, but, and people always say, but did, why did you never le- learn it? And I suspect it, though in those times there was a pressure to sort of be English speakers and kind right. of assimilate. Maybe it's a bit sad to say, but I think, it, and also my dad it was sort of third generation Australian. So, you know, didn't speak the language. So maybe, mm. I don't know, they, they wanted to keep it in English. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so maybe one day I'll, I'll learn Dutch as well. I don't know. We'll see. So <laughs> it'd be nice. Yeah. But, so yeah, I think so this... that's, yeah, that's sorry, one I mean... part of, the, of the, the international part of the family. And, then of course, me marrying an Italian as well. But, yeah, something, something definitely in our family we're attracted to having foreign partners because my auntie married a man from Uruguay my uncle, someone from New Zealand, my brother actually uh, had a wife who was Indigenous Australian. So, yeah, we're very oh, multicultural. Oh, cool. Yeah. The, abori- yeah. the, aborigin- the Aborigines, so what, they, what are yeah. they called, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Aboriginals, yeah. yeah. Right. Nice. So I, I, be, I bet this is, this is why you are the, the right people to do the podcast you do, you know, because you've got all these experiences and it runs in your family. And so... I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, we're definitely curious people. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I guess that's when, yeah, if you're, you know, we talk about who would be the ideal listener. It's, yeah, someone who's wanting to improve their English, but someone who's also curious and loves talking about, you know, different cultures and just things about life. You know, the mm-hmm. most recent episode episode is just about, you know, winter coming and, and how do you get cozy. <laughs> Um, you know, how do you make yourself feel warm and cozy at this time of year? But also that can be interesting in talking about it with different cultures. What does mm-hmm. it mean to be cozy? So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, I also noticed that you both like talking about food a lot. I remember <laughs> even <laughs> in one of the one of the questions you asked me mm. on the pod, on the on the podcast when I was. Uh, introduced uh, sorry interviewed by you we are actually doing it via zoom as well uh, one of the questions was about food and i noticed you were very sort of interested in my answer and i i, I, uh, I was a bit embarrassed as well because i i i guess i'm a little bit uh, negative about my country's food so but what what is it that fascinates you about food abi what is it Oh, where can I start? <laughs> I just, <laughs> oh, I'm the kind of person that if I'm going on holiday somewhere, I might actually choose a particular country based on the food. And it's just really? because, yeah, it's just because there's such a variety of food around the world, like so many different flavors um, that you can never get bored. So, yeah, I guess that's one reason why we do talk a lot about food and food also shows a lot about a country's culture as well. So that's right. important. Right. So that's, yeah, that's no, probably uh, why I didn't sell you the Czech Republic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, but I, I, I think most of my trips and travels are, I, the more that, that the food was good, the better I have, the better the memories are of the trip so I mean of course like Japan stands out for like a just amazing different cuisine such such attention to their their food as well um and then of course you know I chose to live in Italy so obviously (laughs) another great place for eating so yeah I don't know I've been to places where I've not eaten well and i generally don't recommend them as places to travel to so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so what would you so what would you say is your favorite food then <laughs> big question eh? yeah <laughs> what's your favorite I, meal 
Yeah, I'm 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 a big lasagna fan, so I guess okay. it's Italian fresh pasta. Yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. Italian, mm-hmm. yeah, pasta. Yeah. To be honest, I don't I don't know if, if your husband forgave you if if you said something else, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. as I know, Italians are very proud of mm. their cuisine. So. It's true. <laughs> so many times I've challenged Italians because they always it's in they always say how it's the the best food in the world because in Italy I think Italians tend to like to say things are the best yeah (laughs) way of speaking about things and like oh our cuisine is the best in the world (laughs) I was like yeah it's pretty good I don't you know I I don't think we can call any cuisine the best (laughs) all have different different um you know attributes but yeah Yeah. it's pretty good and the diversity I think is quite amazing because when you travel there and you change from village to village, you'll find a different speciality. And it could mm. be completely different to another village. Right. So the diversity is amazing. Yeah. yeah, so it must be something that the, the locals are pride themselves on as well, you know. Yeah. I can, I can imagine. So what about you, Abby? Oh, it's hard, hard to say. It depends what day of the week it is, how I'm <laughs> feeling. Um, I really okay. like Thai food and korean food but i have a sweet tooth so i'm gonna say um <laughs> probably one of my favorite dishes is a thai dessert um mango sticky rice i don't know if you've ever had it before i've never heard of it but sounds in- interesting it's really good <laughs> it's usually like a fresh really nice fresh sweet mango cut mm-hmm. in half and it's served with, it with this um glutinous rice doesn't have any gluten in but it's kind of like a sticky rice and that's cooked in a coconut um, milk sauce and it has like a sweet salty taste to it and you serve it with toasted mung beans and oh, it's so so good <laughs> <laughs> well i might i might want to check it out one day now now that you've described it so nicely <laughs> And also you used the wonderful phrase that you, you said that you have a sweet tooth, which doesn't yeah. listeners actually mean that um, Abby has literally a sweet tooth, although who knows, but uh, it means that she likes sweet food, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I love that. And there's something else that I need to sort of uh, mention. <laughs> um, it's a bit amusing, I'd say. Um, in the episode that I was um, uh, that I took part in, um, you mentioned fried Mars bars, which so it's a reference to that to your podcast now, yeah. Just for the listeners. So what what is that? What what's? Can you tell me more about that? Um, it's quite fascinating. So we're talking about the sma- uh, the Mars bar, right? A Snickers yeah. bounty Mars, yeah. So, the, yeah. so the chocolate, right? Chocolate bar. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even know who came up with the idea of this food. <laughs> like, but it's basically a Mars bar, this kind of like very, very sweet, sickly chocolate bar. Um, yeah. And basically in the fish and chip shops that we have here, which are quite common. In Manchester? Um, not in Manchester. So I When no, I did a little bit not. of research, it's north. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's Scotland. North. It's, it's a Scottish ah, <laughs> Scottish speciality <laughs> they um dip the Mars bar in batter and then okay. they deep fry it so you get like a crispy coating and then you bite it I'm saying this like I've eaten one but I've never had one <laughs> I know you bite you bite into it and you get like the hot gooey chocolate and caramel and uh mm. yeah I, <laughs> I just this, don't know since, since you have a sweet tooth is this on your bucket list as well or <laughs> oh, do you know? I, I think it's something out of order. Try one. No, come on. It's so weird that you surely you have to try it. No, I try. Yeah, I try a little bit. Too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe even one day Audrey could change her mind about her favorite meal, which is at the moment lasagna. But it could. Become oh God, so ma- much fried yeah. mass by never know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I think it could be dangerous. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I think it's all right to t- to change your taste as well. I think it's fine. We all develop, you know. We <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and that's nice. Like when you go to different countries, because yeah, you mm-hmm. take on different cuisines. You exactly. learn to appreciate different things more. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what about um, um, 
the idea of culture, a culture shock. Is that something that you personally experienced or did you see anybody who was perhaps going, going through this? Mm. Yeah, I, I think um, probably for me, like um, in, it's, it's a strange thing, but I had really big difficulties um, coming to grips with how to register. I didn't like in, I, I, I'd never gone to a country and had to sort of officially go through registering, becoming a resident before I moved to Italy. And mm -hmm. I did, there are just things that are quite different in Australia to, to Italy. And I remember people going, saying to me, but did, why didn't you, re for example, you have to register as in your house where you live in yeah. Australia, you don't do that. You just don't have, we don't have this mm -hmm. system. Yeah. And I remember people saying like, oh, why didn't you register like <laughs> yourself? And I meant like, well, who was supposed to tell me these things? Nobody mm -hmm. told me them. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, being a bit like, oh, my goodness, I really don't right. know what I'm right. doing here. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and not being easy. like, a, And it's quite strange because the policeman has to come and check that you actually live <laughs> there. And Like, oh. Illegal immigrants from Australia. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're like showing up, in, showing up in Italian shores. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So All it right. can be a bit tough. Yeah, and then also like the first year of doing my taxes, like it was so different and complicated. And you know, mm. I just, I'd always, I've always managed myself and being able to do everything on my own, mm -hmm. to being completely like dependent on others to help me i really just couldn't do it on my own it was really too complicated so that that oh. was hard yeah i can't even imagine doing taxes in my own language let alone in mm. italian <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah no so mm. yeah it was it was tough yeah that that probably mm. they're the things that really hit me the hardest yeah the right beginning. right right well what about you abigail uh, for me so when i when i first moved out to china i think every day there was a culture shock mm. <laughs> um <laughs> everything from i just remember like going to work the first saturday and i was like oh it's saturday <laughs> metro is going to be quiet walked down to the metro station the metro arrived it, oh, it was so full i was like why are the people not at home it's <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning and and then my colleague one of my colleagues told me like no everything just like continues seven days a week like the kids will will be at language school all weekend between like eight o'clock and six o'clock yeah and I was like what this is this is mad and also there were 30 million people in the city that I moved to mm -hmm. wow so that 30 was really million big... people and that's not oh, even yeah. the, the largest that's not we are not even talking about the largest city in china or one of the largest cities right yeah no and also okay. another thing that was like a culture shock for me and i think i just i never ever managed to do it properly because i'm quite like a reserved polite british person and that mm -hmm. was bargaining for things ah. so it's like you know you go to you go to like a different city and you want to take a taxi and so mm -hmm. you say to the taxi driver i want to go here and yeah. the taxi driver tells you a price and you're like <laughs> i'm gonna have to bargain because i know that this price is too high yeah, as long as you knew that you had to do that i mean yeah but it's still it can be still tough because you kind of don't have that kind of attitude it, it makes you feel awkward and i know exactly no. what you're talking about yeah But it's not just China, like it's a lot, you know, a lot of Asian, oh. specifically in a lot of Asian countries, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. I think I have to correct myself. I think I said cultural shock, but it's, it should be actually culture shock. The collocation or the phrase is mm, culture yeah, shock. Culture yeah. shock. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also you used an interesting phrase. Um, I think it was Audrey. You said, I had to come to grips with um so to come to grips mm. with something it means to sort of get accustomed or get used to something i, I suppose yeah yeah to learn to, to, to yeah. yeah to face yeah. it and get comfortable with it mm -hmm. all right so what about some sort of embarrassing experience have you have you had anything like that oh 
Sure, put I you on, have. Put, put you on the spot there a little bit, I suppose. Sure. Well, Abigail had to talk about people like being fascinated with your hair. I just Come thought on. of that, Audrey. See, I've got, I've got really us. curly hair. Um, oh, okay. Really, really a lot of curly hair. And okay. so when, when I moved to China, when I first moved there, my hair was really, really curly. But then after a while, I was like, oh, it's caused me a lot of hassle. Um, I'll try something new. So I had my hair braided into like really small braids, take it like oh, about okay. six hours to do. Oh, and wow. the first day that I had them done, I went into, I was in the supermarket, just doing my weekly shop. And mm-hmm. I felt something like, touching my hair and I turned around <laughs> and there were two ladies and they, were, they just like had a, had a piece of my hair in that one of their hands and were just like saying wow like your head's really interesting how long did it take and but then it was like a constant thing I remember oh, like I was wow. on the metro one day and like <laughs> oh there's someone's hands in my hair again <laughs> <laughs> so, so you see in our in our places in, in Europe it would be considered a bit like as if there was some strange guy trying to yeah. I don't know pick you up or something you know yeah uh, weirdo a weirdo let's say but uh, in those places it's just it's just I guess normal because yeah um, curiosity. You know, for curiosity kill the cat yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know being in in Japan I had because I'm quite tall I felt oh I felt uncomfortable because I was always just felt so much bigger than everybody else I, I don't know mm. I remember going into a shop and like looking at clothes <laughs> and not actually finding anything in my size because it was all so small you know like right. I, I remember I think I after when I went back to Australia I, I went on a diet because I felt so like big I, <laughs> I mean, see I'm not, I I'm see. not but yeah it's like you cha- your perception of yourself changes mm. respect yeah. to like who's around you so yeah yeah yeah, also Italians are very, um, very, um, you know, conscious of what they wear and they're very good at it too, you know. They can mm-hmm, coordinate mm-hmm. their clothes really well and everything yeah. looks good, you know. They've got the matching bag with the shoes mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not very good at that. I'm quite relaxed in my style, I guess, very yeah. Australian. And <laughs> um, so many times I'd go to a party and think, gosh, I look shocking, you know, I <laughs> should have made more of an effort. Why didn't I clean my shoes or, you know, <laughs> this feeling like not as stylish as them. Right. You know, you feel like a know, fish I, I was in Milan, you know, so it's like the yeah. fashion capital. So, right. Yeah, fish out of water, so absolutely. Fish out of water, <laughs> yeah. out of place. To be honest, I would yeah. be exactly the same <laughs> because I'm really not a fas- fashion conscious person and mm. uh, I'm aware of it. You see, I'm aware. I know the theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some people who told me, even you know, but I'm still, I'm still not very comfortable with it. I, I prefer the cas- casual style, you know, just the jeans yeah. and, and, a, and a t-shirt. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So, no, well, we can't change ourselves. We're just, that's mm. just how we are. But I we really, can, we can, but... really admire, yeah. you know, how well they just made it look so easy to to look good and have everything mm. looking mm-hmm. looking good. Yeah. Well, it's in their blood, you know, so I could change myself, but then I wouldn't feel comfortable because it wouldn't be me anymore, you know, so why, why, why try to please someone else? Like it's, it's much better to just stay who you are and that way. It's like we have that expression, you can't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're just we're too old to change. <laughs> I don't think it's about that only, you know. Like if you have if you happen to be born under the sign of Aries, like I like I am, mm. then okay. um <laughs> it's sort of multiplied, you know. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, um so you are both English teachers, as I said before. So how would you say um living abroad can really help you? I mean I think it's it's something that everybody like it's fashionable to just keep reminding this to our students the best thing to do is to just go abroad and live in the in the target language country so what how how do you feel about this where do you stand on this abby so i know from personal experience you can believe that you can like 
go abroad and you can just pick up the language like it will just like naturally come to you (laughs) yeah but it's a lie (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so yeah yes move abroad but you really have to live the language when you're there you really have to immerse yourself in all the everyday things you really have to push yourself um you know talk to local people um join different events for example um yeah so you you can't you can't just like pick up the language just from being Mm. there it just it just doesn't happen it'd be really nice if you could do that be great yes unfortunately (laughs) it doesn't work like that but it can be a really big benefit though living abroad because you'll learn language Mm. that you probably wouldn't learn at home um yeah so that's yeah that's my thoughts on that yeah, because yeah. you sort of you, so, you sort of end up in those situations like you don't have a choice. Sometimes you know you are thrown yeah. off at, at the deep end, and you have to you have to start communicating in that language at least a bit. Also, it depends. You know, if you if your first language is English and you come to a, you go to a country where people speak good English or or yeah. you work as an English teacher, God forbid, and <laughs> and you only speak English to all your students, it can be a bit tough, and. Uh, yeah, yeah no, but I think Abby, Abby's right, you know, exactly. It's not the, it's not the be-all and end-all. It, it helps and it makes a difference and it probably helps motivate you. But, yeah, if you don't use that experience um, to, the, to the most you can, it, yeah, it definitely, definitely is not, not going to solve your, your problems. And, it, you know, a lot of people get caught up in speaking exactly, meeting friends from the same countries, you know, it, it's it's quite easy to go to another country and actually not really improve that much. So it's not so obvious a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on the other hand, I think these days you can really immerse yourselves in a lot of immerse yourself in a lot of um, language. You know, with the the internet, being able to talk yeah. to people around the world. Um, you know, there's look at look. You know playing like what you do, playing board games with different people mm-hmm. in different countries, you know, like it's, there's so many ways to put yourself into situations exactly. now. So exactly. I think people sometimes use that as an excuse. Oh, I've Ex- yeah, gone to yeah. England, but that's but exactly what to. I wanted to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these days you can't do that anymore because it's so easy, you know, yeah. so easy to just find English speaking partners online and, and uh, also living in another country, as you said, is not the be-all and end-all, which is a lovely expression. And I think it, it means that it's not the, like, the ultimate answer to your problems. Like that's that's yeah. what it means. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think it's also important for people to, you know, like get away maybe also from focusing so much on grammatical accuracy and try to be more curious about, what do how do people really speak you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i'm i have a lot of fun like now with catalan like i i'm talk, working with my teacher i'm like what do i actually say when i go to a typical mallorquin bar cafe you know like how do i order a drink like a yep. local you know like <laughs> things like that like you don't right. want to just the classic stuff from a book because like what would you say kind of thing like get curious about what the you know the the locals do so yeah exactly yeah a lot of fun with the language yeah okay nice one so i've got one final questions and one final question and then um, perhaps we shall ask our listeners if they want to ask uh, some of their own questions but my final question for you is um, if you were to live in a new country, in a completely new country, perhaps a country you have never been to, uh, what country would you choose and why? Mm-hmm. And maybe what would be your factors in, like, what, what sort of criteria would you uh, go for when choosing that country? Well, definitely climate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good weather. Okay. Well, what's good? What's a good weather for you? Because in Australia, uh, like it's yeah, kind of exactly. crazy, Australia's right? Pretty, Australia is <laughs> pretty good weather. Yeah, not too, not too extremely cold and not too extremely hot. Yeah, like quite mild, like mild. We'll stay in Europe then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, European climate is good. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if, it, yeah, like too hot. Yeah, in Asia could be tough, probably. Mm. Yeah. Um, climate, um, I guess. Food, yeah, food. Definitely. Uh, okay, of course, definitely. of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know, probably also the culture, like how are the people, how friendly they are, how mm. easy would it be to meet right. locals and make friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know that it's not too like sometimes places can be too too dominated by expats and you don't actually get to meet local people. Right. That's true. That's true. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, what about? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you, Avi? Um. So I know which country it would be already. South Korea. <laughs> That's no, really? actually, it's not. Okay. It, would be, it would be Costa Rica. Ooh. I wanted to go there. Yeah, yeah, For yeah, yeah. Yes. So we've got the good food there, mm. perfect weather. Um, and also, it's such a diverse country as well because you have like mm. rainforests, you have the beautiful mm. beaches, then you have mountains. Um, and I know that the people are really friendly there as well. Uh, I <laughs> As a coincidence, I've actually recently had a Costa Rican teacher. I, I believe she was Costa Rican. I hope I'm not getting this wrong. Fergie, I think she's from Costa Rica. Oh. So, yeah. And I used to have a football teammate from Costa Rica as well, but that was like 10 years ago or so. But he was really good and friendly as well. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But then, you know, like exactly, maybe if you're going to do like a year somewhere, like it's good to go somewhere kind of like random like we did like um country profile in malaysia and i was like well you know yeah. actually i could i could give it a go for a year too so imagine just spinning the globe and then just like blindfolding mm. yourself and just you know <laughs> randomly picking one spot <laughs> yeah because yeah, it's you know that when you know maybe it's not forever <laughs> you, you, can... you would most likely yeah. end up somewhere in the in the pacific ocean but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i think you know probably that's we we we're open to it because we've got careers which are flexible in that sense everybody wants to learn english so we're, we're lucky from that point of view because you know you meet other people and they're like well i'd like to go and live in a different country but my career would yeah. be impossible so we are really yeah. lucky for that yeah that's you're, you're totally right mm -hmm. mm. although what's, what's happening this this year is also kind of crazy and i think it's a little bit uh thought thoughting is that the correct word, verb thoughting our plans right ah uh, yeah that was that it's verb a, yeah it's thought something like that yeah yeah, <laughs> let me, let me exactly. yeah. yeah. Yes. standing in our way let's say yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah yeah no travel yeah unfortunately we we talk regularly about it we're like dying to go somewhere <laughs> but yeah i was even trying to get to italy for christmas this year to see my parents in law but it's just impossible mm, like, yeah just with doing tests and limitations and yeah this i mean trying to be as safe as you can but it, yeah it's yeah impossible. it's a bit yeah it's a bit mad at the moment but hopefully it will all pass it has to yeah. I mean, yeah. come on yeah. yeah yeah can't have this forever but no, we've got okay. a question from maxim which uh, uh, who i believe is from russia and um he, he's asking have you tried jellyfish in china they say it's delicious. So Ooh. I think this is for Abby. Do you know, I never came across jellyfish on the menu. Unfortunately, because maybe I would have tried it. So I was quite adventurous back then. So It's an interesting question. I can't even imagine like how, how you can see it on a plate. It's a jellyfish. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I, did, I did get served some strange seafood in, in Japan that I didn't recognize there was like a once it was like a sea urchin and there was something like kind of another strange sea animal that i remember not understanding what it was so maybe maybe i ate jellyfish i didn't know yeah but yeah yeah they did because you know different sea different things and they and they love seafood in all sorts of shapes right and forms. so right. yeah there was definitely things i ate that i 
doesn't show up anywhere. <laughs> so, 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 could someone like me survive in a place like that? I'm definitely not fond of any fish-related oh. food or any seafood. So, would I survive in a place like that then? <laughs> uh, well, in 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 Japan, there's there's a lot of like um, meat um, and yeah, right. like lots of barbecuing. Um, okay, so I, great, so, so yeah. I would be okay. I also happen to like the miso soup, so I think I would definitely okay. be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can have you know lots of soups exactly as well. Mm -hmm. The noodles, yeah, no, 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 you'll be fine. Okay, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling much better already. So, and we have got a question from Martin. Uh, Audrey, may I ask you in which area it's a, uh, you live in Italy? Well, I think Audrey doesn't live in Italy anymore, Martin. But I suppose yeah, so I, I suppose you could tell us where you lived when yeah, before, so I, before you moved I, in to Italy, Spain. Yeah, I lived yeah. in Milan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I actually wasn't near the sea because um, Milan is usually about it's about at least three hours drive to get to the sea. Um, so it was for the first time in my life actually was in a landlocked city because I grew up right. um, in this by the sea, and mm -hmm. um, but now I live. 200 meters from the sea in Mallorca, and it's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> 200 meters. Oh, that's mm. that's so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. Okay, and we also have a question from Adam. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to... It's not a. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a question. I don't think it's a question. Like trying sorry. Trying to imagine yeah. all these. Pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was a question, but I didn't read till the end. So. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Lovely. Well, it's 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 been absolutely wonderful to talk to you on the podcast, to both of you, and I think uh, in the end, I have to say it's not it's not actually that hard because you have two guests. It's nice, you know. I don't have to do much, especially yeah. guests that know what they're talking about, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah. lovely <laughs> thank you thank you for inviting yeah. us it was good fun yeah, yeah anytime anytime and just to remind uh, also um, daniel goodson from switzerland is also saying great episode thank you all so uh, our listeners are happy to and just to remind um, them what uh, what uh, where they can find your podcast so it's called you don't say question mark exclamation mark and it's available on iTunes, Spotify, the usual places. Yeah, exactly. So they can, yeah, you can look for us. Also, um, if you look on Instagram, it's the the podcast you don't say without the question mark, um, exclamation mark. So you can find us there as well and go straight, straight to the link. Um, Brilliant. To find it. So that's probably an easy way too if you have difficulties finding us in the podcast players. So yeah lovely Please follow us yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we will so thanks very much again and until next time cheers bye bye thank thanks. you bye bye, bye. bye. thank you for being a patron of the next english podcast thank you for your support don't forget what it means for you though it means you have access to all episodes of the next english podcast including the live shows it also gives you an exclusive opportunity to practice your speaking on a given topic of the live show with me and other listeners of this podcast every Sunday at around 10 p.m. Central European time. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.